Hello and welcome to the third or the fourth episode now of the whole nine yards. I'm Keaton Smith alongside Brock Krusky, and alongside him, alongside him is Draven Bridgman. Last week on Thursday night foot or last night, excuse me, on Thursday night football, the Colts traveled to Denver to take on the Broncos. On Thursday night football, they ended up getting the W, twelve to nine, in an overtime game. A lot of people saying that was one of the worst football games they had watched. In a very long time, no touchdowns were scored, and I want to hear your guys' thoughts on the game. So go right ahead, Brock. Uh, well, here's a couple takeaways. Uh, I saw somebody on Twitter, and it wasn't just somebody on Twitter. It was somebody on some sort of football TV show. I can't remember what his name was, but he basically just went off and exposed Russell Wilson for what he is. He said that oh, Russell I Wilson, I the same clip. yeah, he he was a poser. He said <laughs> that like yes. for like for if you're paying somebody two hundred fifty million dollars to play quarterback then they either need to be somebody that's really good at playing football or they need to be somebody that's really good in the locker room. And then he went on to say that Russell Wilson is neither. And frankly, Ooh. I don't disagree with him. I think that based off of last night, it, it's apparent to me that he is selfish. Like, you don't walk out of a big loss like that where you generated, n- like, no offense whatsoever. And out of, out of the media, you say, Broncos country, let's ride again, as if as if they're supposed to, like, back you up again after throwing, what was it, two picks? He right. threw two picks, no touchdowns, yeah. So, but in Russ's defense, I feel like we haven't seen him at his best. So I feel like at the very I least, so. the, the best is, is best is yet to come. So maybe keep that in mind if you're a Broncos fan, but this team won't make the playoffs. They won't even come close. Um, yeah, I mustered up the strength to watch that game last night, and I watched it all the way through. And I, I, The one word I'll use to describe it is atrocious. That's Just a good word to atrocious. describe it. No... I mean, when you when you're scoring 700 yards of total offense, but no touchdowns are scored, um, I I don't that that doesn't even make sense. That does not make sense. It's it's poor play calling. Oh, six in the red zone between both teams. It's po- it's poor play calling, and it's just I can't believe that game happened. Honestly, yeah, it, I was it, I was watching it like what? No way. Yeah, and on the flip side, I mean. At this point, Matt Ryan's done. He has to be over. It's, oh my it's, it's a done deal. He fumbles twice a game. The it's Colts need to turn to the draft to find a quarterback, and they keep bringing exactly. in these vets. I mean, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, now Matt Ryan, and they're failed with all of them. And, like, they keep bringing back the excuse. But Andrew Luck retired four years ago. You can't keep using that as an excuse to keep putting off finding a new franchise quarterback. Exactly. It has to happen this next year or it's never going to happen. Yeah, and I believe the guy that said that it was on Good Morning Football, it was Kyle Brandt. Yes, that is who I was yeah. thinking of. He made a really good point about Russell Wilson not being either a, an elite quarterback or a very good presence in the locker room. And it's really showed. He's thrown four touchdowns so far this season and three interceptions. Broncos are 2-3 and three when they are expected to be competing with the Chiefs and the Chargers for uh, reign of the AFC West. Uh, before we like move on, I just kind of want to... I want to emphasize that there's some sort of curse or something going on with primetime games because some of the season's <laughs> lowest scoring contests are primetime have games. come during primetime games. Yeah, week one, Sunday Night Football, we saw Tampa Bay beat Dallas 19-3. to yeah. Both quarterbacks played terribly. The night directly after, which was Monday Night Football, the Seahawks edged the Broncos 17-16. to mm-hmm. uh, Then two weeks later, week three, Sunday Night Football, the Broncos are there again. They went 11-10. to Against the 49ers, Goodness. what a game! Can we get them off primetime. They have yeah, another primetime game next be, week. They, they, and then, could, like yeah. the the next day, week three Monday Night Football, Cowboys beat the Giants 23-16. None, neither team was able to run the football. Next week, 
49ers beat disappointing Rams 24-9. That was what was last that was week. The, that was just a bad football game. Yeah, <laughs> if it wasn't for Debo Samuel, Jimmy G's stat line would have been a lot worse. Last night was bad, but but the worst is really yet to come. I'm going to list off some terribly notable primetime games to look forward to the next six weeks. Next week's Thursday Night Football. Terrible. We get oh, yes, Bears, yes. Commanders. Bears, Bears yeah, Commanders. Yeah, when I saw the, that, I was, oh. The week after, we get Cardinals Saints on Thursday Night Football. That's that, not as bad, but it's still bad. It still has the, the, uh, a chance to be very bad. Week 8, Monday Night Football, we get the treat of watching the Patriots take on the Bears. Oh, my goodness. There's the, literally not going to be a single yard of offense in the Two explosive offense. <laughs> we're, we're then excited to see Week 10's Thursday Night Football matchup where the Falcons take on the Panthers. And, I would rather gouge my eyes out than watch any of these games. What? <laughs> and the last game in Week 12, we could have a game that may be as bad as the one we saw last night. The Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Colts on Monday Night Football. Oh, my gosh. Any game with the Colts, it's a bad It's one. just bad. It's a bad one. I don't like seeing the Colts out there at all. Okay, so yeah, we're going to move on from that. That was our thoughts on Thursday night and a few upcoming games uh, in primetime. We know we get uh, Broncos again in primetime on Monday night. Goodness. Next week, taking on the Chargers to end week six. But now we're going to move on to our power rankings. Now we all individually came up with our own power rankings, and Brock used the point system to make our group at uh, power rankings as a whole, as a unit. So if you want to go ahead and start those, then go right ahead. Yeah, so this is our bi-weekly power rankings. This is conducted after week four. Uh, we This was made before last night's game. I'm sure this probably might be a little bit different after the result of last night's game. <laughs> but then again, uh, we'll come back in another two weeks and reevaluate. So at number one in our uh, cumulative week five power rankings, we have the three-and-one Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Now um, – uh, you two both picked them number one. I had them number two. I was giving all credit to the Philadelphia Eagles. But I would, I would honestly, I, I could switch them. I, have, I, I had they, Eagles too. Those, so those two, really those two were very, very interchangeable for me. It was, yes. it was tough to pick which one I would put first. Uh, the most surprising thing I have to say about the Chiefs so far is the fact that they have the number one rushing defense in the mm-hmm. NFL, 65.8 yards per game, 3.3 yards per carry, which ranks second in the league uh, in, in yards per carry. Uh, but they shut down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to negative three total yards on the ground. Yeah, and the thing about that is our passing defense hasn't looked great, but we're still missing our best coverage linebacker and our number one uh, cornerback, Trent McDuffie and Willie Gay. So it's only room to improve there. So that's why I had them at number one. Yeah, number two, we have the 4-0 Philadelphia Eagles. Um, this is just a, a great team all around. Um, if they can keep rolling, don't don't get any unnecessary wins, don't make any unnecessary mistakes, it could really be one of the NFC's best teams, if not the best team in the NFC. Yep. 100%. All right, we move it on from there. We got number three, the Buffalo Bills. They're 3-1 and one on the season. They've really come close the last two weeks. Um they, they lost to the Dolphins, and then they came very, very close to losing to the Baltimore Ravens. They should have lost the Ravens. They should have lost the Ravens. You're right. But what does that say about the Bills? I think they played two very good teams, to be fair. Um, That's I, fair. I think they played two really, really good teams, and the fact that they're able to come out with that, with that win against the Ravens surprised me. It, it, re- it surprised me a whole lot. I think it said more about Lamar Jackson's mistakes than the Bills. I mean, they capitalized on the mistakes, no, no you know, doubt. But they, I, I, I honestly think, like, everyone came into this year thinking about how unstoppable the Bills were going to be. Yeah. But they're a lot easier to stop than some people might expect. Mm-hmm. You don't have to defend them in the run. They, don't have to, they can't run the football. You're right. So they literally can just bring out an extra defensive back 
and double up one of their best receivers on the field, whether that's Stephon Diggs, who's been pretty limited over the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, once once Gabe Davis is healthy, you can take advantage of that. Right. Yeah, and they, they've, you know, we all, we all know they use Josh Allen a little bit in that running game, and if they don't, they really struggle to run the football, so. He's their leading rusher. Yeah, and, you, and you don't want to rush your franchise quarterback, you know, 10, 15 times a game. It's, yeah, it just doesn't, work. He's, it doesn't too, work. he's too big to be running all, the, yeah, all that. So it's we'll really, see where they go from there, but 3-1 yeah. uh, and one so far, so go ahead and number four. Number four, we have the Baltimore Ravens standing at 2-2. Two and two. I understand that they've lost two really good, uh, close games, and they've kind of fumbled a lot in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, but to me, I really think that Lamar Jackson is that guy and that X-factor player. But on the flip side, their defense is nowhere near where it needs to be to be able to compete. I was just Absolutely. Gonna, yeah, I was just going to say that. It's, it's, uh, it's not Lamar Jackson. If you're watching the games, you can see that. Yeah. Um, they lost when he scored 45. At that exactly. point, At that point, it's not Lamar Jackson's. It's not Lamar Jackson's game to win. It's the defenses. Once he goes up and puts 45 points on the board, it's all right, defense, don't blow yeah, it. somebody on that Ravens defense has got to make a change. Yeah. I mean, you drafted a safety number one overall in your pick. and Well, that was the thing that it really is frustrating me about it is that this is a defense that has been considered top five over the last I, I three or four years. I thought they were going to be top five. I thought that they were 100% borderline going to be top five, if not top three. But they're struggling the to get they're to the quarterback. Yes. They're struggling to defend against the run. There's a lot of things wrong with this Ravens defense that needs to be addressed if they want to continue being a top team in the AFC. Yeah, and if, yeah. if you play a team like Kansas City in the playoffs and you can't stop the run, that's going to make Pat Mahomes' job so easy. So they got to find a way to fix that before yeah. the peas roll And around. it's going to make Lamar Jackson leave by the end of next year. Yeah, I he's, mean, he's looking for a contract. He's a Miami he's Dolphin. If, contract year. If the... <laughs> If the defense is not doing what they're supposed to do and he has to score 45 points a game to even come close. You think he's going to want yeah, to stay? Yeah, he's going to be like, no. With his no, top no. target as yeah. Mark Andrews? I don't think so. Yeah. that's So, uh, number five. Uh, we have the Green Bay Packers at 3-1. and one. I've really liked what this offense has been able to do recently. Um, they've really opened up what they've been able to do with the run game on the ground. They're really relying on Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Uh, it takes time for A.J. Dillon to get going, but I think at midseason, that running game's going to be pretty much unstoppable. Yeah, I'm, I've never been a huge Aaron Rodgers fan, but this year I will say he, uh, he's overcome adversity with his receivers. Yeah, I agree. Like, like always. Like, he has... Uh, uh, he has not that good of receivers, and like you said, his pass game's opening up. But he's he's getting more receivers, and it's also just because that run game's so scary. Well, I mean, on the contrary, uh, that that rookie fourth round pick out of Nevada, Romeo Dobbs, he's really been stepping up. It's a guy I really liked coming out of Nevada. Carson Strong throwing him the football, um, but yeah, he's he's proving to be a really good uh, player in that receiving yeah he had a heck of a week last week he did like 13 like 120 and two touchdowns so Aaron Rodgers is really good at getting those late round picks and turning them really really good so watch out for them at number five so we go to number six the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at two and two now we know their defense is good but last week not the case against Kansas City Chiefs they carved them up and I mean the thing that the thing the reason why they're so high on this list for me is because we saw improvement out of that offense Given yes. that it was in trash time, but the, they they haven't they haven't previously been able to move the football in previous weeks. Yeah, I had them at number six too, and I I heard Nick Wright say that he wasn't really worried about this Bucks defense because it was the Chiefs that you're playing, but their offense did find a spark. So I think that was a little more positive. I know they lost, but some some good positives there for the Bucks in that game. Yeah, I had them a little bit lower only because 
uh, like you said, it was trash time. They they had no choice but to air it out if they want to come back. So um, I think they they connected more than they have. But when you have no choice, and yeah, you know you they you they have plays for to get open. So that's why I had him a little bit lower. Yeah, we'll see where the offense goes uh, from here on out. So number seven, we have the Miami Dolphins sitting at three and one. I think they go down a little bit just because I. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely think the injury is going to little uh, kind of mess with that offensive synergy mm-hmm. of some sort. I think Teddy Bridgewater and Tuatunga Vailoa are two very different players, and I think that that's really going to throw things, uh, throw a wrench in things, but also because that um, they went to the red zone a lot last week during Thursday Night Football, and they weren't able to score a touchdown. That's very true. So, uh, who did they play last week? I forgot. They played Bengals. Yeah. Oh, right, the Bengals. Yep. So they kicked five field goals. Correct. I, I'm not sure. I know that they had 15 points. I think it was five field goals. Um, I would just. I, I thought that was just because. I mean, how do you keep playing when your quarterback? You know. I mean, I think that game, the whole, the you you can't really count the Dolphins as playing to their best ability because their their quarterback just almost got killed. Teddy B did have one touchdown that game. Okay, so then 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 they were they didn't take very many uh good opportunities in the red zone. They scored right. one touchdown out of one it, touchdown. but they you got to remember there's a lot of uh chances to score more, possibly take the lead or win the game at some point in the yeah. game. Yeah, and you got to remember that defense is very young too. So I mean, they've been playing good, but you know, we'll see if they can continue that. And obviously a backup quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater, who's had a lot of experience in the league, but you know, he's still a backup. And they that we know we all know they have good receiving options, but we'll just see where they can go from there. So that was number 7. So number 8, we have the Minnesota Vikings. Uh yeah. this is this is a cumulative list, but I think I had the Vikings ranked a little bit lower just I, because they made it really close. Um but yeah, I mean Kirk Cousins, he's he's really honestly he's disappointed me. I think I came into this season with higher expectations with him and higher expectations for the offense as an entire unit. But last week we finally saw Justin Jefferson kind of uh, re- reprise that role that he has been expected to take in that offense. Oh, he yeah. had like 11 catches for a hundred something yards and a rushing touchdown. He was a monster. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was really solid. Yeah, I, I agree. I had them at. I actually had them at eight. Because um, I'm a Kirk Cousins fan. I don't think he's playing that bad. Uh, the, the primetime games are definitely not. <laughs> I, had him in, I had them in nine. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a Kirk Cousins fan by any means, but I, mean, I know he can get the job done. It's just they rely so heavily on uh, Justin Jefferson, and, and when he's not cooking, I feel like that whole team is not cooking. So that's why I, I had them a little that. bit lower. All right, so number nine, we have the 2-2 two and two San Francisco 49ers. They just ran a muck on the Rams. Yeah. Well, I I think I, it's hard for me because this offense is definitely less dynamic than it was last year. Yeah. And that, that's part due to the injuries along the offensive line, and they practically aren't using George Kittle as a tight end. They're using him as an extra tackle right now. Mm-hmm. So you're you're losing, you're pretty much losing your tight end because you're using him as a blocker, which is fine for protection reasons, but you can only use Debo Samuel so much before you have like two people shadowing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, well, uh, Jimmy G's yards after catch I would love to see because Debo Samuel just turns five yard plays into seventy yard play. Yeah. It's so it's so amazing what he can do with the football. I love watching that with that man play. Defensively, they're playing well. Um, they are playing well defensively. You got to give him credit there. Yeah, I I still am enamored with uh, Talanoa Hufunga. The dude, the yes. dude is literally a reincarnation of Troy Palomalu. He's been insane. He had a pick six last week. He was 
he's just everywhere. Every time I watch a Niners game, he's always making plays. You love watching players like that that are just everywhere. Oh, he, who's making the tackle? Or it's him? like, oh, it's this guy again. Yep. <laughs> that's that's how he's been so far this it's season. Like a fifth-round pick out of USC back in uh, 2020. So it's exciting to see, or 2021, I don't remember. But it's exciting to see uh, him come out and play at a high level. Mm-hmm. So at 10, we have the Cincinnati Bengals. They're 2-2. Two and two. Uh I think I did have them lower than this, but I, I definitely think that uh, they're they're starting to find a lot of, a little bit of fire. Yeah, that's why I had them up there a little bit. But at the same time, I still think that in the win against Miami, they were a little bit out of sync offensively. I still think that Joe Burrow is not finding receivers as well as he should. The offensive line was notably better. We noted that last week, yeah. last week <laughs> episode, that their offensive line was was pretty solid, but. Um, I just uh, he's just out. He seems out of touch. He isn't making good reads. He's not going through his progressions as well as he should be. Right. And if he didn't have T. Higgins, he would really be in trouble because T. Higgins makes so many bailout plays for that yeah. dude. It's it, he goes. He's really underrated for me because I know Jamar Chase doesn't get as many uh, targets as he should because he gets so much attention. He, he mm-hmm. takes the, the issue with the Bengals' offense right now is is they don't have outlets for big plays. They don't really have that. Yeah big playability like they once had with Jamar Chase because everyone's taking Jamar Chase out of the game. Exactly. And uh, yeah. That's I, why I like I like T. Higgins so much. I had him I had him so high just for one word potential. I mean, uh-huh. uh there we saw what they could do last year and we know uh we saw glimpses of it this year and I think if they if they can just continue to protect Joe Burrow, <laughs> I, I think they're gonna be a really good team. Yeah and that, and that the offense didn't wasn't great until like the very end in that Dolphins game. So We'll see what they what they can do from there, but yeah. I had them I had them at eight, and we had them at ten as a unit, so it's not too far off. Yeah, and I, I had them a little bit higher because of potential, like you said, Draven. Yeah. So number eleven, we have the three and one Dallas Cowboys, led by none other than uh, Cooper Rush. Yeah. Um, Amazing. This uh, this team will fall at some point. They they can't stand on him for that long and misuse those two running backs. I think that it's only a matter of time before this team is in the bottoms end. Um, it's whenever they face uh, Philly. I think that comes not uh, this week, but next week. Yeah. I think that's when we see Cooper Rush's fold. I think. I, if Dak, I'm pretty sure Dak yeah. will be back by that point. It's Rams. Oh, yeah, true. It, that's like week five. Yeah. This is week five. This week is week five. So it's Rams in week five. Week six is Eagles. <sighs> yeah, man. Okay, that kind of makes it different, but I mean, I still, okay. Yeah, that's going to be real. Is there quarterback controversy in Dallas? No. I, yeah, I think there is. Well, maybe I in Jerry Jones' is. old brain, but I don't. <laughs> Skip Bayless says there dude, was. Dude, Skip Bayless, I, you can't use that guy as a reliable source. He's just. I think Cooper Rush is is better than he, Dak. Ooh. I'll say it. I'll say it. He's look at what he's doing this year. He's undefeated. I I I think they're going to beat the Rams we, we, too. We can we can. I think we should. T- Stash that for later. We got to move on. Stash okay, that true. For later. Go to number twelve. Uh, we got the Los Angeles Chargers sitting at two and two. We know they have injuries. We know that they're like they're being beat up, but I still have faith in Justin Herbert. I still have faith in that offense. I think that it was refreshing to see Austin Eckler reach the end zone three times last week, and that kind of we we mentioned it last episode is that mm-hmm. Austin Eckler never has has not touched the end zone. And he backs it up with three touchdowns. So I of think, course he does. <laughs> of course he does. As soon as we mention it, he does that. Um, but yeah, as long as they can find some sort of rhythm and pass rush and get to the quarterback a little yeah. bit more often, they'll be fine. 
Yeah, yeah I, I think agree. as long as no more injuries hits them. Yeah, if they good. if they get one more injury, it's actually over. Yeah, I, but I, I really do think. As so. of right now, they're fine. I think they're they're a good solid team. I think, but the thing about it is, I don't think they're that much better than last year. I just I just don't. I don't know. That's my opinion. Even with Khalil Mack, and, <laughs> Khalil Mack and is JC not done Jackson. Much. He hasn't done well. J.C. Jackson has not played to his best of his ability either. He's 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 been dealing with a little bit of an injury, I believe. Well, that's what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, I have them at 15, but 12 is not a terrible spot for him. So so at 13, we have the great Jacksonville Jaguars sitting Ooh, at two and two. The great Jacksonville. <laughs> the great yeah, Jaguars. I mean, I mean, we said the last power rankings we had them at like 21, and then I and then and and you said that it, many spots. And oh then my. you and then you said somebody here said that they beat the Chargers. Then yeah, we'll bring them up. And what did that? What happened? They beat the Chargers. And I, I brought them up. I got to be a man of my word. Yeah, I had them at. Uh, <laughs> I had them at 12. 13. Yeah, they, they sit at, No, I have them at twelve. They yeah. said I I have them sitting at thirteen, um, but there's there's good and bad. The good thing is they come out swinging in the first quarter. We saw them yep. put fourteen points on the board. They just struggle to follow through with it. But my biggest issue with the Jacksonville Jaguars right now is just Trevor Lawrence has to take care of the football. He fumbled it four times. Yeah, he just looks like Matt Ryan out there. He, he can't. He can't. He cannot do that. Yeah, absolutely. That game was a really surprising game. Yeah. When when I saw Philadelphia uh, come back, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" When I, when I saw what Jacksonville happened? go up, I was like, "Oh my god, is Jacksonville no, that good?" <laughs> no, no. When I saw what were they up? A fourteen nothing? Yeah, 20? it was fourteen. Fourteen nothing. Yeah, fourteen nothing. I was like, "Wow, I think they have this in the bag." But yeah, Eagles were just a, are just a better team, so they came back. But that was number twelve, right? Yeah. Oh no, that's thirteen. Oh, that was thirteen. Yeah, fourteen. We have the two and two Cleveland Browns. Um, like I said. This is a team that the offense is somewhat improving, but uh, I mean the defense is somewhat improving. Thankfully, at this point, uh, they get Miles Garrett back, I believe, this week. I'm not sure about his status, but hopefully, he's better now from his uh, car accident just a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago. Yeah, that was insane. Uh, but yeah, they said he's back, so that's good. That's good. good yeah. Good so, but in this game, this upcoming game, it, it, it's really crucial for them to ride on Nick Chubb. That yes. that dude is a monster. I will tell you right now, he rips off bigger running plays than I've seen in yeah, the NFL. He, he's, he's my number a one. running back. He is a running back. He's a running back. Like if if, if yeah. you told me to draw up what a running back looks like, I'm drawing you up, Nick Chubb. Yeah, he is probably the most pro. When you think of like a tough, gritty runner, yeah, just like someone, old someone school. you want to hit the hit the gap. Yeah, and a downhill yeah. runner. It's yeah. Nick Chubb. He's yeah. he's the best running back in the league to me right now. Yeah, and, uh, I, I I agree. I think no doubt. And uh, it's just so scary. They show they show his workout videos, and he just like squats like 500 pounds, like I squat the bar. So it's <laughs> it's crazy. That's insane. All right, so let's speed. We're gonna speed through a little bit of this. Okay, we're kind of running out we're of time. At 15, yeah. Yeah. So 15, we have the New York Giants sitting at three and one. Uh, the reason they're three and one, it's 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 weird to me, but mm-hmm. I I have them here just because they have a good record. So they have a good record. So I'll consider you a top half team but i just don't i'm not buying it i mean i'm not buying it quite yet but daniel jones just is not that great i don't buy it saquon barkley he's the guy that you want to run through but you cannot trust daniel jones to lead your offense um, yeah, is is he is daniel jones playing this week i think it says he's questionable i think he is playing. I, I, he should be. I think he, I, haven't heard, I haven't heard any difference so I'm okay not, i, I know he playing. got benched last week after rushing three touchdowns oh really yeah he, he rushed for three touchdowns through for none what a guy. Got benched. Okay, so number 16. 16, we have the Arizona Cardinals sitting at 2-2. Two and two. 
I think this is a team that has potential to go up once we see DeAndre Hopkins return. Yeah, I do too. Um, but that defense is just yeah, it's 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 icky. It saved one game for him. I'll give him that. But other other than that, I agree. It's it hasn't looked up to its potential. And they don't have any uh, convincing wins yet for me, so I had to keep them a little lower. But I had them right there. Yeah. So at seventeen, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. Weird that there's a one and three team that's ranked up at seventeen, but it's because in it's my potential. opinion, they, they, the yeah. three losses have been really close. This is a mm-hmm. team that is are on the on the border of getting a good amount of wins, but yep. they just aren't able to finish it when it matters right. the most. And they still have they have really one of, honestly one of the better rosters in the NFL. So. Yeah, on paper that team is amazing. So and like, Josh Jacobs finally catching light oh, yes, last that's, week. That's that Josh, was great. Max Josh, Crosby's yeah. been playing out of his mind. Max too. Crosby, oh my goodness, he's a he, he top five defensive end, I think, to me. Yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah. So at eighteen, we have the Los Angeles Rams sitting at two and two. I mean, you can't really make this stuff up. They were just uh, atrocious last week. They, they, they was, were. You can't you can't put your entire offense on Cooper Cup, and I understand why you'd want to do that, do mm-hmm. it like that, but. You can't run the football. Exactly. And you can't find anybody else but Cooper Cup. You know you have a problem with play calling. That's what I'm saying. And they, it's not like they don't have the receivers to not find yeah, it. It's, it's Allen Alan, Robinson. It's Allen Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, and that offensive lineup is playing absolutely terrible. That's oh, why yeah. that's why I have the Cowboys winning this week, but we'll move on later. Um, yeah, so at nineteen we have uh Draven Seattle Seahawks. Yes. I had them exactly at nineteen. I had them at eighteen. I think this is a a, a solid uh, solid team defensively. I, I'm I'm still questioning them. Me too. But After last week, I am hardly <laughs> questioning them. Dude. Yeah, this is it's a bad defense. We 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 should see that at this point. But but that offense. That offense has been cooking. Geno Smith is Geno Smith is very accurate with the football, and it's seventy seven point nine percent completion rate. It's highest in the league right now. It's yeah. it's uh it's insane what they're able to do. And someone who I really like watching on that Seattle's offense is Will Disley. Will Disley will get open in any route, and he in the yards after catches is insane. Yeah, he he's an underrated tight end. I agree with that. But uh, that was our number nineteen. So move on to twenty. Uh, we're gonna have the New York Jets at number twenty. Another two and two team. Um, uh, Zach Wilson played awful in the first three quarters last week, but then he turned on the Jets and was able to turn on the Jets and like uh, yeah. There we go. And then. Uh, end up winning the game against the Steelers when it seemed like it was impossible. So, yeah, hats off to him. He played a good yeah. fourth quarter, but um, he's got to tighten things up. He, he, some of those turnovers, yeah. you, you, you can't you can't give the, that many. Yeah, they're really up. they're really young, really talented, but really inexperienced. Yeah, that's kind of why I would have liked to see maybe Joe Flacco play a couple more games before Zach Wilson came back in. Yeah, but I mean they picked him number two overall, so they're gonna, yeah, they're yeah, gonna play they, him. it's their guy that you have to yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what they can do. I, I honestly like their squad. At number 21, uh, this is a team that played last night. They should honestly be lower. Yeah, I'm this moving is, them lower Yeah, now. the Denver Broncos at 2-3. and three. Um, Like I said earlier, hopefully the best is yet to come. But Nathaniel Hackett is just, just like, uh, how do I explain this? He's awful at what he yeah. does. He is a terrible play caller. And Russ, like, how much blame can he put on Russ? That's a great question. Because- like, I feel like... You, you, we can blame Hackett all day long, but Russ is also the one that's not seeing open receivers. Yep. He's the one that lost them that football game. Threw a wild interception, just flinged it up to the Colts for no reason. Yeah. yeah. And uh, deep into yeah. the game. So I, I, 
I don't know what he's been doing either. Nathaniel uh, Nathaniel Hackett has been calling bad plays, but Russ is I think should take just as much, if not more, of the blame. That team is a big question mark. It makes no sense. Uh, yeah, it makes no it, sense when you have that yes, talent, exactly. talented of a receiving core, and, and that, score no touchdowns yeah, against the Colts. Ridiculous. And honestly, that talented of a defense on paper, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Pat Sertain having one of the best corners. Yeah, in the Randy league. Gregory, Bradley, uh, Chubb, Justin Simmons, I mean, like all those guys. But, uh, yeah, wild. So, number 22, we have the Tennessee Titans. Uh, they, they finally kind of started playing well. We had them as, like, the worst team in the league, our last uh, power rankings. But Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry started getting the ball rolling, and they look yeah. much better and more yeah. sound. They look a little bit better. I moved yeah. them up a little bit. I think I had them at, like, 24. Yeah, so not, I agree. Not, not too bad. They've improved. I'm so at 26. So at 23, we have the Atlanta Falcons sitting at 2-2. Two and two. This is a team that's kind of surprised me. I me expected too. this to be a really bad football team, but they're using their weapons really well. Kind of. I mean, but, like, w- with the exception of Kyle Pitts. They're okay. using Drake London yes. very well. They're using yes. Cordell, Cordero okay, Patterson yeah. very yeah. well. He's I, hurt now, so they got to go to Kyle Pitts. Both of them London. are. I don't know London why. No, no, Kyle Pitts and... Oh, oh, I didn't know Kyle Pitts. Patterson are out. I didn't know that. Well, it doesn't really matter if Kyle Pitts is out because they don't give him the ball anymore. he wasn't going to do anything. <laughs> but uh, I don't like seeing Kyle Pitts just run routes for no reason. The dude, the dude is the most talented. The dude has the potential to be the best tight end in the league. He is by far the best tight end in the league in terms of physicality and like just a profile. Yeah. He, yeah. He's a unicorn. You can't guard him. He, he is insane. He, he reminds me of like a Shannon Sharp, honestly. Yeah. yeah. He's very good. Maybe a slightly more athletic Shannon Sharp, yeah. but he just hasn't been used properly. So it's, uh, it's, it's wild. It, and is that like a Jamar Chase thing? Are they overshadowing him just because they know what he can do? Well, no, they're just not. I don't think uh, you just don't think the Arthur offense... Smith is not drawing up yeah. the routes that he is yeah. best at running. Yeah, and I don't think that he's deserves i know he's great but i don't think he deserves the jamar chase attention quite yet no no i wasn't i was just saying like like a jamar chase kind oh, of thing like where they're they're guard, yeah the they're guarding him a lot yeah no yeah i wasn't comparing them i got you i got you so at 24 we have the one and three new england patriots we know this is a deep this is an offense that was uh it's been brutal to watch but the fact they kept it close to the packers last week yeah. it deserved a little bit of attention for me that's why i moved them up a little bit i mean yeah. they must be the packers with with a uh, third string quarterback yeah, rookie so. rookie quarterback but um i will say one thing about their offense that did kind of show light in the game before uh just a tiny bit against baltimore yeah yes. yeah it, it did show light a little bit yeah, that um, shows you how bad baltimore's defense is they give up so many points to the pats yeah Devontae parker had 46 yards a catch so exactly Marcus Peters. So at 25, we have the 1-3 and three Detroit Lions, the number one scoring offense, and the number 32 scoring defense. <laughs> they have literally two sides of the story on each ball. Um, but it's just, uh, in my opinion, I think the fact that their offensive success, I, I, I here's, here's how I see it, sorry. I am more impressed that they've been able to generate such a high rate of offense and I, I'm kind of discounting what they are failing on defense. Like I, I find it more impressive that their offense, their is offense good. is the best scoring offense under Jared Goff. Yeah, like, I find that impressive too. And they put up so many points on the Seahawks without. Do you not remember Rock. when they played the Chiefs with Jared Goff and it was like another that was Sean to McVay three to game. That was Sean McVay. We that was that was Sean McVay's yeah. expertise. I mean, all I'm saying is Jared Goff is more than capable of throwing of airing that ball out. He is. No, I know. But the fact that they did it last week against the Seahawks <laughs> without Amon Ross, St. Brown, and well, a and, lot of it was Jamal Swift. Williams. And, yeah, well, yeah, he's been but cooking. like still, yeah, they're amazing. missing their two best offensive players. Right. And TJ Hawkinson just absolutely yeah, Hawkinson went, went off. Yeah, he went insane. Yeah. 
That game was insane to watch, dude. I was on the edge of my seat the whole, whole time. <laughs> yeah, so at number 26, we have the 1-3 and three Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, they could yeah. end up being lower next time around. I just Or higher. Yeah, it's, it's, Kenny, it's hit and miss. It depends. Higher. It's Kenny Pickett season. So it's we'll Kenny see. Pickett time. It's, it's bound to happen, but they could be lower, could be higher. It depends yeah. on what happens. It depends yeah. on how he plays. I Biggest agree. question mark on this list right now is Pittsburgh Steelers. I would definitely I, say fine. so. Yeah, I, I would definitely say so. But the one interception he had was not his fault either. Didn't he have three interceptions? Yeah, didn't he have three interceptions? Kenny Pickett had three interceptions? I'm pretty sure he had three interceptions. I'll look it up. I know one to the his first one to Chase Claypool. Uh, Chase Claypool dropped it. That uh, And he... And I don't even blame him. It was his first time. They just threw him in there. Yeah. So I don't even blame him at all. But the fact that he went deep on his first pass, it should show something that's positive. But the fact that Claypool. Yep, three interceptions. Claypool at 6'4 couldn't out jump a 5'9 corner is astounding yeah, to me. Yeah, give your 6'4 wide receiver a chance. And Claypool. What, Claypool's so tall for nothing. I'm sorry. He is. He doesn't do anything. No, he doesn't. He yeah. doesn't go up and get the ball. Okay, we got to speed through these last six. At yeah, hurry, 27, hurry. we have the New Orleans Saints. They suck. Jameis Winston is probably <laughs> not going to be back this week. They got Andy Dalton. Receiving core is really solid. Defense has been disappointing. That's Red Ro- I like That's, the Red Rocket. Yeah. yeah, I do. At 28, we have the Washington Commanders. Uh, Carson Wentz has been playing, like, trash. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the great receiving core. Again, same situation as the, the Saints, but, like, they, they they are unable to protect the quarterback, and they yes. are unable to throw the football with their quarterback. Yeah, I like that young core, but uh, nothing else really going for them. Yeah, not clicking. 29, we have the Houston Texans. Uh, they're the 29. only winless team in the league right now, but for some reason they're still – I still, like, have a little bit of trust in them just because they're annoying to play. They I saw a lot of Damian They always Pierce. put up a little fight, and I like, I like Damian Pierce. I so. like Damian Pierce a lot. He just reminds me of a big play uh, running back. Mm-hmm. I had them way higher, but I agree. Uh, I had them at 32. So. Oh, at 30, dang, we no, have the 24. Indianapolis Colts. I could make an argument that they go up, but I don't think so. Me neither. Uh, they, they sit at 2-2-1 two, two, right now, so the record doesn't display how bad they've been. Exactly. It's boring. They're just boring to watch. They're, yeah. They're, they're just bad. Yeah. They are just bad. 31, we have the Chicago Bears sitting at 2-2. Two and two. It's surprising to how they're to. It's surprising to me how they're two and two, but this offense is incapable of doing anything except running the football. You said the Bears? Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah no, Herbert they have literally zero passing attack. It's like our flag football team here in Northwest. It's bad. <laughs> but uh, is thirty-two the Panthers then? The thirty-two is the Carolina Panthers. Wow. We know this is this is just. You you can't get away with having weapons like DJ Moore and uh, Christian McCaffrey. And not be able to use utilize them correctly. It's just a bad. You have a good roster. Christian McCaffrey is amazing. He's a game changer. He is a game changer, and they still have been able to do nothing. And I, and I like their defense too. It's young and talented, but that quarterback situation has been awful. Matt Rule's been bad. It's just it's just bad around all around. Bad Cam Newton could do something with Christian McCaffrey. He did. Uh, Baker Mayfield a little bit cannot even do anything. Anyway, that's going to wrap up our power rankings, and we got to go to break. So after we get back from break, we're going to have Draven ask us a couple questions about the status of the NFL and teams, and then go over our picks for the week. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Whole Nine Yards on KZL. Hello, and welcome back to The Whole Nine Yards on KZLX. I'm Keaton Smith alongside Brock Kresge and Draven Bridgman. We just finished up our power ranking segment, and we're going to go into our burning question segment, and I believe that's Draven asking us this week. So Draven, if you want to go ahead and fire off, we are ready. Yeah, um, I, I want to bring it up to Seattle to start off with, mm-hmm. my team. After an amazing game from Geno Smith, DK Metcalf, Rashad Penny, uh, Will Disley, can we expect this offense to maybe start to click more and win more games? 
Ooh, uh, I have them actually winning this week, so I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, their offense has been yeah. looking really well. Geno Smith is letting his experience show. Put up, if you can put up 48 points on any defense, I expect you to be able to put up points uh, a majority of the season. So I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah. Awesome. For me, I'm... <clears throat> Repeat the question one more time, so I'm okay. not misconstruing anything. Okay, so um, I just after their game, you know, they everyone yeah. on that offense performed. Um, it, it, is this a, like a sign of some, something to come, or when will they win more games? You know, uh, that's a good question. I'm gonna have to say no. Okay. Just because I think the Detroit defense is just it's it's just that not a fair it. point. You did say 32nd. Yeah. They're the worst defense in the league right now. But in fair in fa- in all fairness. I just think that it's there's on weeks for Seattle and there's off weeks and yeah. I think that yeah. when you come come off that high of a mountain you're you're bound to be disappointed or something like that. True. I I think I have them losing this week. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. But I think that it still the fact that Geno Smith's been outperforming what uh, Russell Wilson was able to do last season is is a great sign because that just yeah. proves that Pete Carroll is a good coach and not the and fault of Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. It yeah. was not Russell. It was it was Russell Wilson's fault. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's our takes on that. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so I have another one. This is going to be kind of a debate question. Um, who's the most surprising quarterback this year for you guys? Ooh. Are you are you are you aiming this towards Geno Smith? No, <laughs> no. I feel I feel no, like that's no, what no, you're doing no, no. right that's now. That's not even my answer. That's not how even is my that? answer. That's I got my answer. Uh, I would I'm say a... Cooper Rush. I was gonna say Geno Smith. But I was gonna I feel say like... Tom Brady because of how like, bad t- he's been. Negatively okay, yeah, or I, positively? It doesn't matter. Okay, doesn't matter. N- this question's a very open-ended question. Positively, you're just gonna have to go with Geno Smith, but negatively, I think he's between Russell Wilson or Tom Brady and how bad they've been. Russell Wilson for me. Russell Wilson is just bad. He's, I expected him to be top five. I said before y'all, everyone got in here, I thought Russell Wilson was going to be top five this this year, and he's been terrible. I would say my negative would be Baker Mayfield. I didn't think he was ever good. but, but he, I didn't expect he, much of he's him, so pl- I didn't. Well, yeah, but he is playing at a level right now that is almost not NFL. Like, when you have DJ Moore as a target and he's only getting – He's like five, seven catches this yeah, year. Yeah, it's or something just it's just not like that. that. That would be that would be my take. But I'd say Cooper Rush is the most surprising because that's fair. He he's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. He's undefeated, man. That that is funny. I did not mean mean that to go towards Gino. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> what, what, what's not supposed to be in that order. I was that's funny. Though, First yeah. two questions had to do with Gino. For real. First, um, for a Seahawks fan. Third okay. one. Are you going to cop a Gino Smith jersey? Dude, I <laughs> I was thinking about it. Not even lying. A couple <laughs> weeks ago, bro. Um. My next question is going to be, uh, we've seen George Pickens really start to make his way through this offense this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we expect him to be wide receiver two or even one before yes. the end of this year? Yeah, I yes. agree. Chase Claypool's not good. Well, that's not that's not my entire reasoning for it. I think that uh, Kenny Pickett has a much better connection with George Pickens than any of the other receivers in that offense. And so for that reason, I think that Pickens is going to start seeing a lot more looks than any other receiver on that offense, and he's going to end up being the wide receiver one. I agree with you. That's kind of that's why. I asked. Yeah, uh, the only player that had more catches than him last week was Pat Fryermuth, and uh, he had a hundred. Uh, George Pickens had a hundred two yards, averaged seventeen a catch. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, starting not even uh, George Pickens didn't start this year. No, know? he didn't. And, and now he's he's really making his way. I mean, you know, he had that great catch, easily the best catch of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's yeah. I think he's definitely gonna start yeah. Making he's, his definitely, way more he's definitely he's definitely a force. I yeah. I love watching him play. Okay, my my next one's gonna be in the NFC. Uh, Philly being the only undefeated team, uh, will they stay undefeated? And and when will they lose? And to who do you guys think? Uh, I haven't looked at their schedule, but my thing is easy. that 
pretty easy. When they lose, that's when we're going to start seeing them start to struggle. Okay, you think it's, yeah. It's, it's not going to be a one loss, and then they bounce back to being previously what they were. I think it's going to be like one loss, follow back with a really close win, and then Dude, probably an easy. Oh un- I know. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm asking. Schedules. That's what I'm asking. No, because their hardest game is the Packers, and after that, it's the Cowboys, I guess? I, I could really see them going 10-0. Uh, uh, and 0. I think they could be a 10-0 and 0 team. They they actually I, could be, like, they could be. I, 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 it's, it's giving me... Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers vibes yeah, from no, I was a couple say, seasons ago. Oh, yeah. I heard some the people say, Juju. like, at the beginning of the season, they could go 14-3. and three. I was like, no way. I mean, they're good, but they're, come on, 14-3. Yeah. They actually could. Their schedule is horrible. It's, yeah, I don't know if they're really going to struggle at all this season, so they could I, be undefeated for a while. If they do end up losing to a bad team, that's going to knock their confidence a little bit. And I think that's what this Philadelphia Eagles team is kind of feeding off of right now. They're feeding off confidence. They're the underdogs. Yeah, they're coming up and coming. Yeah. But if they lose to a bad team, then they lose to the Packers, then they're kind of uh, a boat with a hole in it. Yeah. Like, how much water can you take in before you start sinking? Yeah, no, that's, that's a good way of putting that. it. Yeah, I, I heard Drew Brees actually say before the beginning of the season that he thought Philadelphia was going to win the NFC. And he was. They were going to be in the Super Bowl. They, hey, they have as good a shot as any in the NFC conference. Um. Okay. I'm gonna take it back to Pittsburgh. Uh. We kind of, kind of foreshadowed this earlier, but what is Kenny Pickett gonna do in Pittsburgh, and how good will he actually do? He's gonna throw the ball deep. He's gonna have more guts than Trubisky. Okay. For sure. Okay. Um, I thought he was easily the most NFL ready quarterback out of this draft, and uh, well, I hope so. He's the only first round pick. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Uh, he was the only first round pick, but uh. I know people were comparing him to uh, Malik Willis, but I thought he was better. He just looked more NFL ready. Yeah. And uh, listen, he's got to play. He's got to test his first week here. He's playing the Bills, so we're really going to be able to see what he's doing or he's going to do this yeah. this year. I have I I liked him. I didn't think he was like the most outstanding prospect I've ever seen, but I thought he could be a good a good piece. Well, for he's a team. playing against the same crowd he's been playing against for four years in college. Yeah. yeah. All those people going to the Pittsburgh games were going to the Pitt games as well. Yeah. Uh, the football is like deeply tied in Pittsburgh, so so that's why I think I, I have him having way more success, just just kind of being more comfortable in his element. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, he, no, he'll be all right. I don't think he's gonna break out and do anything crazy this year, but he could. Uh, once he gets comfortable, he could be he could be pretty good. Okay. Uh, my last question question is uh, is gonna be one that I know Brock, you're gonna have an opinion on. Okay. Uh, what coaches are on the hot seat? So, for me, as of right now, Frank Reich is probably somebody that would fire right now. Okay. Yeah. But that's just because, like, I, I don't know how much blame you could put on that. I think that the GM, Chris Ballard, he deserves to be out. He has not been able to generate any sort of quarterback solution. The since Colts? Yeah. GM? Yes. Yes, he needs to be out. I'm not so sure about Frank Reich because I know that he's trying, but I'm looking at his resources right now, and I'm just, like, I'm on the fence. I just, I, I agree with the GM part of the Colts. I don't see any any point in getting all these old head quarterbacks to try and make a late playoff push? Because I know the last two Super Bowl winners have been teams that have got quarterbacks in the in the offseason, but it just hasn't worked out for the Colts, and I think you've got to go a different way. Yeah, uh, yeah. If, if, I was the, uh, if I was somebody that was in charge of uh, the Denver Broncos, I would fire Nathaniel Hackett today. Um, here's the thing. You come, <laughs> off, you come off a really nice Packers team, you have probably one of the most talented offensive rosters in the league at, from on the Broncos, mm-hmm. and you can't score like that. Yeah. 
But the Russell Wilson, he obviously isn't playing anywhere near what he should be from right. a two hundred fifty million dollar quarterback. But yeah, you, you, you can't score. Like that's no, just something all. that speaks to me. And Javante Williams tearing his ACL is terrible. Are you for putting that uh, Matt Rule on the hot seat? Oh yeah, hundred percent. He I'm, should be gone. He should have been already fired. <laughs> I actually have. I actually kind of have something funny for you. When you look up Panthers coach on Google, mm-hmm. it actually says Matt Rule after a one and three start. Carolina's Panthers head coach Matt Rule is at risk of losing the job and fan base. He's already lost. He's already the fan lost base. the fan base. Yeah. He's already lost the fan base. The already lost room. the locker locker room. The only thing left to lose is his job. And uh, I think that's gonna come soon. They've been absolutely terrible. I thought they were gonna be mid like they always are, but they're just. Bad. They're, you want to know, and like, like we and, said earlier, they have the weapons. And they're not using them. Exactly. I do love you, DJ Moore. Welcome to KC. But do he's you want? Uh, do you guys want to know like an underrated coach that could be fired? An underrated. What do you mean? Underrated? Like, like somebody that it. you wouldn't really think Expect about to be fired, but yeah. he could be. Who's a Chargers head coach Brandon Staley? Really? Okay. Why is why is that? I'm not. Well, a like, look. I mean, like, you know how bad his clock management skills are. That's he, they've terrible. lost him a couple games. Here's the thing, also, he built that defensive roster. He built that defensive roster. He did. Last year, they were 31st in the league in run, or, in, uh, or like 27th in run defense. This year, they're 31st. They've gotten worse after signing, Khalil spending Mack. all this money on all these players. They yet to address their run defense. They can't run the ball on offense, and they're signing all these people to be a 500 team right now. Yeah, his decision making his decision making is questionable at best, but he is he's not a good decision maker. I've a. never thought about he that. He was their coach last year, correct? Yes. And they, he lost them the game. He lost them that game. Yeah, yeah. I've never thought about that. He is not a good coach, in my opinion. It's all of these like super young coaches that you that train under McVeigh mm-hmm. or train under uh, somebody else, like. That, well, that, honestly, a lot of the young coaches I really like, like Lafleur, McVeigh. Um, you know, McDaniel. you know where they all come from. Belichick tree. No, the Mike Shanahan tree. Oh yeah. Like Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan. Oh had, yeah, that's true. That's that true. that Mike Shanahan. That's Mike, Matt Lafleur. That's uh-huh. Sean McVeigh. That's uh, somebody else. Uh, that's Zach Taylor. That's uh, who else is there? That's uh, what's the Jets head coach. That, uh, that's Chargers head coach. That's Staley. That's the Vikings head coach right Robert, now. Robert Sala. Robert Sala. Yeah, yeah Sala. the Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell. That's under McVay's tree. You have uh, J- uh, Jets head coach that came under Kyle Shanahan, who was under Mike Shanahan. Just the Shanahan tree is probably bigger than Reed's. Yeah, that's that's wild to think about. Was, was that the last question? Or are we? No, that, that was the last question. I, okay. I have a question though. Okay. So this is actually, it's less of a question and more of a hypothetical. Let's say that you two were the GM of your football team and you guys needed a quarterback in this next draft. We know the two best quarterbacks as of right now is Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. That's, yeah. you guys, yeah. I, know, I know you guys aren't really that familiar with college football. No, I, I follow uh, the, the drafts a little I'm, bit. I'm definitely, so. I don't watch college football. So C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are the best quarterbacks in the yeah, draft. Yeah, I know Bryce Young, I know C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I, I, Let's I do say know that you're, you need a quarterback desperately and those two are off the board. Let's say that you're like the 10th pick or something like that. And those two are gone. I'm going to give you two quarterbacks. I'm not going to tell you their name. I'm just going to give you their profiles. And I want you to tell me which one you'd rather take. Okay. So we have quarterback A. He is six foot three, 225 pounds, and he will be 23 years old on draft night. So far this season in college, 68.8% completion, 1,405 yards, 12 touchdowns, four interceptions, two rushing touchdowns, and his team has a record of 3-1. and one. His okay. projected 40-yard dash is 472. The good. Mm-hmm. 
the good. He is very accurate on intermediate to deep throws. He plays in a prototypical pro-style offense that's not uncommon in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He has a good release and is solid with mechanics. The bad. His receiving talent makes his, makes bad throws look good. His offense incorporates lots of screens and flat route concepts that receivers get good yards after catch, which kind of boosts his stats. And he's very paranoid in the pocket and bails when he senses the slightest bit of pressure. That's quarterback A. Okay. Quarterback B. Six foot four, 240 pounds, will be 21 years old on draft night. So far on the season, 55.7% completion, 1,116 yards, four touchdowns, six interceptions, five rushing touchdowns, 5.7 yards per carry, projected 40 yard dash of 445 at six foot four, 240 pounds. The good. He made Bruce Feldman's athletic freak list. Freak list. He is one of the best athletic quarterbacks in college football right now. Okay. He is one of the strongest arms in this class. There isn't a throw he cannot make. He is the best pocket awareness from a quarterback pot prospect in the last 10 years. He is a natural playmaker. He is very fast for his size. Obviously, a 4-4-5, 40-yard dash at 6-4, 240. That's insane. And he is a big play throughout on his feet. The bad, he struggles with decision-making and can't read defenses very well at all. His mechanics are very inconsistent, which often leads to sporadic throws, and he has a lot of bad habits he needs to break. Which quarterback would you take? B. I'm going one, I think. You're going to go with A? Yeah. I would go B, and here's why. In today's game, all the quarterbacks that are getting drafted are not running four seven forties. They're running four fours, and I think in an offense you can incorporate that. And if he has a cannon, you can do something with that, in my I, opinion. Yeah, that's like, that's like Malik Willis is – yeah, I know probably a little bit more athletic Malik Willis is B. But I know I don't know. I feel like I like the these are real people. I'll reveal I know. the names in a second. Right. But I feel like it's like Mac Jones and somebody. Oh no, this is this is upcoming prospects. Oh, okay. It's not the first dude sounds similar to Mac Jones to me. Quarterback A is Kentucky quarterback Will Levis. Um, oh, I know who that is. He, he's somebody that is considered to be one of the best quarterbacks in the draft, but quarterback B is Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson. I don't like Anthony Richardson that much. Okay. Yeah, uh, so he, is a, he is a freak. That who, dude is a monster. I defend who would you Anthony, pick, Anthony Richardson. I mean, who would you Brock. take? You take Anthony him? Richardson, quarterback B. I, I don't know. I, I, why, can I see like if our if our ideas match up? Why would you take him? Well, you can't just you can't. Look, I understand stats are a big problem. You can't look at only stats. So I watch film. I like to yeah. watch the film. Uh, the fact, and I said this. He is the best pocket awareness from a quarterback prospect in the last ten years. Think about that. That it's a pro, that's a that's a list that includes Deshaun Watson. Patrick Mahomes, the the dude is a menace in the pocket. You can't touch him. Okay. He's a big playmaker. You remember uh, seeing the highlight? He was the guy that rolled out on that two point conversion, spinned out of the sack. Was that week one? That was he spun out of a sack and had a dot to the corner of the end zone. Yeah, that was one thing I saw that. I will say. Yeah, so that's that's my hypothetical there. Okay, yeah, I'm taking quarterback B too. I I I don't know. I just feel like I I trust quarterback anymore. Yeah, but higher completion. It just depends. It's, it's, it depends on the. It's the safe team. pick versus. It's it's safe pick versus risk pick. Yeah. True. Uh, so we got to go ahead and go to our predictions here, and we got to make this quick. We have about thirty minutes. We got so, time. Uh, I know we like to talk, so we have to go. Yeah. <laughs> relatively fast. Maybe you got a point there. We go on. So we'll start off another London game: Giants at Packers, on eight thirty a.m. Uh, Packers are the home team technically. I'm going to stroll sh- with the Packers. I got trust in Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Packers for me, I think this is a pretty easy game for them to win. Uh, the only thing that could really mess this game up is if Saquon Barkley goes off and rushes for 200 yards. 
Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that, that could possibly ruin a possible victory for the Packers here. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I'm going to be a lone wolf here, and I'm going Giants. Really? Ooh, Giants I, straight at 4-1. I, thi- I think that because uh, th- I, I, like, I like the Giants. Yeah, uh, they do. I, I, I do like the Giants. I think Saquon Barkley is looking way better. Um, like we kind of said, their play calling has kind of fell off, but uh, it's looking better. And Daniel Jones is, I think, if he can just throw that ball – uh, not run it or run it in. Uh, however, you got to score. Um, <laughs> I think I think they can actually pull that win out. I don't think it'll be a good one. Uh, I think that the Giants will pull it out though. Okay. Okay. Two and one. Jervin's on the island. There we go to Lions and Patriots to start our twelve o'clock games. Uh, Patriots are at home. I am taking the Lions. Uh, I don't know. I I know that we said that defense has been really bad for the Lions. I don't think the offense of the Patriots has been good. I know they have a third string quarterback starting because. Brian Hoyer is on IR, so I'm going to take the Lions to just outscore the Patriots. Uh, this is how I look at it when I make these kind of comparisons. Lions have a good offense. Mm-hmm. The Patriots have a mid-defense, so they're going to win the matchup there. Lions are going to overpower a Patriot defense, but you got a bad offense, bad defense on the other flip side. So right. I said that I'm going to take the Lions 100% over the Patriots in this one. I also have the Lions uh, 1,000% over the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Confident. Yeah, confidently. Okay. We'll go to Chargers at Browns. Who did I, oh, I took the I took the Chargers here. I'll let you guys go, though. Draven can go ahead. Okay. Uh, I'm actually I'm going to go Browns. They just, took a, they just took a bad loss week one. They have Miles Garrett back this week. Uh, I think that that's just a recipe for, for comeback and win time. And this Chargers team mm-hmm. hasn't looked the, the best it could be. So yeah, give me the give me the Browns. I was almost gonna I was almost for sure that I was gonna be an island for this one, but I am picking the Browns as well. Mm-hmm. I I talked to you about this on uh, on day to day picks. On day to day picks, yeah, I just think that the Browns could run the football over the Chargers, who cannot stop the run. That's, uh, that's actually fair. Control control the ball. That's the only thing you can really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't make any mistakes offensively. Don't give the corners a reason to make a play on you. And they'll be just fine. Yeah, I I chose the Chargers strictly because of Justin Herbert. I think he can just muscle them through. Yeah, a, that's true. A, a win here. I'm not I'm not confident in the Chargers at all. I had them I think like 16 or 17 in my rankings, and I I don't trust them really that much. But uh, I think they can, they can muster out a win here because of uh, Jay Herbo. So we'll move on to an AFC South divisional matchup: the Texans at the Jaguars. Brock, you want to start? Give me the Jaguars 100. I think this is a like I said, this Texans team is annoying. We know that. But I trust that Doug Peterson can clean up the turnover problem that was mm-hmm. showed by Trevor Lawrence last week, and I think they'll pull out with a dominating win in this one. Uh, that offense is just good. It's just a great offense that could continue to get better. James Robinson, he's he's he's, a, he's just showing off every week. But uh, Travis Etienne is slowly creeping up on him. He's getting more and more snaps every week. Uh, at some point in time, you have to think about – who's going to be the number one running back in that offense. Um, but, yeah, give me the Jaguars over the Texans. The, this one's a very, very tough one for me. Really? Uh, it is, just because I saw uh, – I know we didn't have the Chargers uh, very high, but I saw the Texans come back on the Chargers from a 21-0 deficit. They didn't win that game, but they still came back. Yeah, it was within 10 to Yeah, it, yeah. So. and so it's very hard for me because I also just saw the Jags lose, and, and I don't know – it's kind of too early to know if this is a team that will a loss like that affect them going forward or will a loss like that boost them. Yeah, they're super young. So just with all that being said, I'm, give me Jags. I don't think confidently, though. 
I, I'm not a confident Jags. I'm going Jags also. I think it's going to be by around 10 points. I, I know the Jags, uh, they they lost to the Eagles last week, but um, I don't know. They I just feel like uh, I just feel like they're an overall better team, and the Texans are the, are the only winless team, so I'm not really confident in them to, to uh, snag a win there, especially when we saw how the Jaguars blew That's a respect. couple teams out. That's so, respectable. Oh, go on to an NFC South matchup now. Falcons at the Buccaneers. That's an interesting one. The amount of Falcons, like, I follow a, a couple of Falcons, like, analyst pages on Twitter, mm. and they have so much confidence in this game for no reason. You're missing Kyle Pitts and Cordero Patterson. People are confident about the Falcons? They, they think the Falcons are going to beat the Buccaneers. They are confident in it. No it's, yeah, it's 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 a delusion. Like yeah. they're like, put, I'm putting my house payment down on this. I'm putting I'm I'm betting money on, on the Falcons beating the Buccaneers. I'm Brett, confident in it. No, you're missing your two best playmakers on grandma's offense. piano to on this game. I don't get that one. Yeah, but. and and they like you said uh, earlier, Brock. The the Bucks offense has been clicking. They they clicked uh, last yeah, week against they, Kansas yeah, City. So they clicked against the, one of the best run defenses and. Falcons are not up there defensively wise. So well, the only thing that they 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 clicked passing, which is something that needed to be done. Yeah. But they, we know the Buccaneers can run the football. It's just this is where it's going to happen. Yeah. So the Falcons they they can't really stop the run that well. They've they've done okay so far this season, but this is just going to be a bloodbath on the ground. And I think that I agree. I mean, I wouldn't want to face Tom Brady when. He's getting divorced, so <laughs> give, give me give me the Falcons. Yeah, no, give me the Buccaneers. I almost said Falcons. Give me the Buccaneers. Hundred uh, yeah, percent. Give me Buccaneers too. Yeah, Buccaneers. Too. It's that defense is scary when they when they when they're clicking, and if the offense is clicking for the Buccaneers, there's really nothing the Falcons can do. So yeah, I'm going to I'm going Buccaneers easily. Steelers at Bills. This was my lock of the week on day to day picks. I'm taking the Bills again. I'm not. Scared of that. I'd, Same Kenny Pickett's thing. Kenny Pickett's first start in the NFL against one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I think give me the Bills. I, this is the same kind of delusional thing. There's a lot of speculation on Twitter again. Like, uh, it, for some reason, Steelers fans are like, I think that that Kenny Pickett's gonna. What if Kenny Pickett beats beats the Bills in his first start? Wouldn't that just be insane? It would be, but I don't but know. But that's not gonna happen. Like, they're, like they're getting their hopes up. Like, no, the Bills Man. are going to beat the Steelers easily. I'm about to sound stupid to y'all, but give me Steelers. Can I hear some reasoning on this? Yeah, yeah. you got to. Here's my reasoning. Here's my reasoning. It's it's one of those um, gut feelings. I I really <laughs> I really in my gut think. Kenny Pickett will bring them to a win. I hope you're right because I want to see the Bills lose, but I don't think it's going to happen. Hey, that, that uh, I had a really good last I week. Mean, I can spare to have a bad week this week. That's okay, true. that's, that's true. why I'm gonna go with a gut. Yeah, my, some of my picks are, are gutsy this week because I've had such a good last two weeks. I'm just I'm yeah. kind of gunning. Yeah, I did forget to mention that um, Draven was 14 and two in his picks last week. Brock was 11 and five, and I was 10 and six. I was I was 11 and five the week before. I was 12 and four last so week. So we we had pretty we all had a pretty good week last week. 23 and nine the last Draven two went, weeks. Draven was I'm, on fire, and he though his two losses were the Bills, who he's now picking against <laughs> yep. and the Seahawks who which is, is my his favorite team. team so that was a that was a bad one to watch interesting <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that goes for him but now we're going to move on to the Dolphins and the Jets AFC East this matchup. is where things get nuts why, why do they get nuts because uh, I'm the picking the Jets over the Dolphins. uh here's the thing I understand that the Dolphins offense is functional with a backup quarterback. We saw that in the Bengals game. Teddy Bridgewater was able to play at a pretty solid level. But in my opinion, I just don't think this offense, like what I saw last week, they got into the red zone a lot. The Jets have one of the better red zone defenses in the league. 
So they want if they want to score, they're gonna have to score field goals. And based on what I saw with the Jets last week, I just think there's a lot of mismatches on that football field between Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, and uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Garrett Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Tyler Conklin has played very well for that offense. They also got some pretty solid pieces in the backfield. Just give me the Jets. This is a gut feeling thing for okay. me. Yeah, I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna take the Dolphins. I just like the roster overall better. I I don't know. I like. I really like Mike McDaniel. I'm gonna trust uh, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill this game to get it done. So I don't I, think Ty- is Tyreek Hill playing. He's he's hurt. Oh, is he hurt? I didn't hear anything. He's a quad injury. Let me look that up because he always plays through injuries. Well, I know, but it's it's the most it's the it's the most common injury he's ever had. At some point in the season, at least once, he Uh, he nicks his quad or his hamstring every season. Like he he's running a deep route, and then like all of a sudden he starts limping off the field. It's every season, every season, at least once. Um, Uh, he's not hurt. He's not okay. Well, he didn't practice one of the. He didn't practice yesterday. I don't believe. So actually, because knowing that, uh, yeah, give me Dolphins. I'm taking. I just like their roster better. It's more experienced. I think the Jets have a really talented roster, but I like the experience. If they were winning with a Tua Tungavailoa who is underthrowing every single pass, I don't think it's a problem that Teddy Bridgewater's in there, an experienced quarterback who started for a team at one point. Yeah, no, that's why. That's why I'm taking them. It's not confirmed yet that they're playing. Uh, that he's playing at 11:52, there is an article posted that, like McDaniel said, I can say with 100% certainty that he will play or he won't play. So like he's either playing or he's not playing. He said that something popped up and he's treating it, but he, they said he's hopeful that he'll play, but he's not for certain. <coughs> okay, so he's questionable. He's right. questionable. Well, my pick might change depending on whether or not Tyreek Hill leaves the game. Um, and then I'm pretty sure Teron Armstead is hurt as well. That's their star left, left tackle. tackle yep. So that's something I'm still to keep stick out. With them. I'm, I'm also sticking fans. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm keeping with Jets on this one. Okay, uh, we go Bears Vikings AF or NFC North matchup. I'm going Vikings easily. Yeah, the Bears Vikings. are not talented. Yeah, yeah Vikings unanimously. Vikings. Okay, I don't, well, I don't see on, an argument. I honestly move on even, quick yeah, from that one. Yeah, we don't even need to explain. Uh, Titans Commanders. I'm actually gonna pick the Commanders in this one. I this is my gut feeling of the week. I don't know. I really wow. like that receiving core. The Titans. Uh, defensive backs are not very good uh, alongside Kevin Byard, and I I really like Jahan Dotson, so I'm I'm gonna pick uh, I'm gonna pick Commanders. Jahan Dotson right. is actually out this week, so that's oh, but I he? I can't change that pick because I already submitted all my picks. I'm just gonna have to hope the Commanders like continue to get it out. I'm hopeful that I'm Curtis thinking, Samuel still, still going Commanders. I'm Curtis going Samuel's playing. I think the Titans are actually bad, so I'm gonna, I'm going Commanders. <laughs> Curtis Samuel's playing. Terry McLaurin's playing. I'm just hopeful that. Uh, they can win it even without touchdown machine. Is Ryan Robinson? Well, like we've said, I don't, I don't think so. like we've said that that defensive line is so good, but hasn't really been clicking yet this year. And uh, when there's a bad defensive line and a good Derrick Henry, <coughs> mm-hmm. it's it's a recipe for not success. Really, it is. That's very. So true. that's why I have Titans. That's 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 a fair statement. So do you want you want uh, Commanders too, right, bro? I'm going Commanders. All right, two and one. <coughs> All right, Seahawks at Saints. We're letting Draven start with this one. Seahawks versus Saints. Yeah, give me Seahawks. I will never, ever, ever bet against the Seahawks. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Pete Carroll. I'm sorry. You should. You should have went 16 and 0 last week. I should have, dude. That's what. That's what makes me mad, dude. Because <laughs> I picked so the two funny. games that is so I should not have picked. That's, yeah, I, I can't go so against funny. my Se- I can't go against my Seahawks again. I think that would be unmorally right. I think so. it would be too. I'm. I'm also going Seahawks. I that that offense put up. A lot of numbers last week. I Amazing thought it was really impressive. This is one I'm going on the island with. Um, for some reason, I well, not for some reason, but this Saints offense functions better with Andy Dalton at quarterback, and Jameis Winston is out this week, I believe. Um, it hasn't been official yet, but he has not practiced, 
so I'm going to assume that he's out with Chris Olave uh, playing and Jarvis Landry. I'm not so sure about the status of Michael Thomas. He might be out as well. Mm -hmm. But Kamara's back, I believe. Um, defensively, I just think that they're they're going to have a really good time a pass a, a, with the pass rush against two rookie tackles. They'll be able to get home a couple of times. Um, they're they're a really solid defensive unit, so I think they're going to be able to shut down. Marshawn Lattimore has been locked down this year. Mm-hmm. He'll be able to limit whoever he's covering, whether that's Lockett or DK Metcalf. So I, I mean, I'm going to go with the Saints. That's that's not a bad island to be on. That game's going to be close. I feel. The game's going to be a good game. Everyone should watch it. <laughs> so we're going, we're going to the <laughs> NFC now, 305 games. Uh, Niners at Panthers. We said the Panthers 32 in our power rankings, so I'm going with the Niners yeah, easily. Just, it is, everyone should have Niners. Game they, Niners. They yeah. dominated the Rams. Really nothing more to be said about that one. Uh, we go Eagles-Cardinals. Uh, this team was number two in our power rankings. Cardinals, I believe, were at 16. I'm going eagles uh, pretty confidently, they've looked really dominant up to this point in the season. So. You know, I, I'm going to take Eagles as well, but I'm not as confident. This is a uh-huh. very weird trap game potential. True. True. I think the Cardinals could definitely put up a fight. If this is a loss taken by the Eagles, it could be, like like I said, how are they going to be able to rebound? I don't know. That's a good question, but how? what, what will it take for them to get back on – the scoreboard with if they lose the Cardinals here. But I will take the Eagles just because of how they've been playing, how this defense for the Cardinals have been performing. So give me the Eagles. That's a fair one. Um, I, yeah, I, one. Yeah, but a little scary one, a little trap yeah, game, Eagles. I, I agree with you. Cardinals are, are uh, on on paper, they the potential is limitless with them. They have a really good team, and Eagles almost just lost to the Jags. Uh, the Jags are a good team. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that, for that reason, I think Jags are beating the Cardinals, so give me Eagles. Crazy. Uh, so, isn't it wild also that the Eagles have, like, the number four pick right now? I forget what team it's from. Saints. From the Saints, yeah. Wow, they, so they could get a good draft pick. Too. They, yeah, they could get an insane from, draft pick. Uh, they could be. They traded up something last year. I yeah, I forgot what it was, but they traded. Yeah, that's what happened. It was the Eagles traded back. Um, the, they had, like, the. The, Who did the Saints trade up to get? Was it was it Olave? Yeah, it was. They they traded away like 19th and this first round pick in exchange for like 12, mm-hmm. which they got Olave, which uh, is working very well if you're an Eagles fan right now. So we move on to our last uh, at late afternoon window game: the Cowboys at the Rams. Now the Rams have been so bad on that offensive front, and the Cowboys I think lead the lead in, lead the league in sacks. I'm taking the Cowboys. I think Micah Parsons is actually going to murder that old man, Matt Stafford, on the field. So I'm taking the Cowboys. Yeah, this is going to be a crime scene, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That offensive line, it, it, it was it was beyond atrocious. And here's the other Awful. thing is, like, the only thing that could possibly win them that game is Cooper Cup. And he's yeah. going against Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs has played solid. I will be the first to admit, yeah. I am not a Trayvon Diggs person. Mm-hmm. Like, I am not a he's fan of him. He's taking a step up this year. He, yeah. he has definitely played very well. Play better coverage, better man. Like mm-hmm. he is, he's been pretty solid so far this season. And his I'm, ball skills are still there, so he could yeah. be, yeah, he could be wild. Give forward. me the Cowboys. I am, I am picking the Cowboys. I'm picking the Cowboys as well. Three and zero against the former Super Bowl champion. My goodness. Yeah, Rams are. You're taking a downfall here if if the if this game says how we think it's going to go. I mean, you keep running. I mean, I don't know what Sean McVay expects, bro. Like, you're running running wide receivers out of the fullback position. I'm pretty sure you're going to get, like, ran over in the run game. He has no run game on that offense. He doesn't. 
Like, he runs Skoranek out of the fullback all the block. time. And yeah, then, I know. And, it's so and weird. And the announcers are always like, oh, wow, I can't believe these wide receivers are going to block downhill. They don't have a choice. They have to or else they're dead. Yeah, but, like, why would you put Skoranek at fullback and then have him as a lead blocker? He's that dude, not that, that dude big. weighs, like, 190, bro. Come on. Uh, but then we're going to move on to an AFC North matchup on Sunday Night Football. Bengals at the Ravens. This is a really hard... This was the hardest game for me to pick this week. I... Very nearly went the Bengals, but I'm going to stick with my gut and go Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. I'm also going to go uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. You guys know how how high I've been on Lamar Jackson this year. Uh, I think I have to go Ravens. There's one man. <laughs> There's one man that owns the Baltimore Ravens, and his name is Joe Burrow. He is gonna, he has shredded the Ravens in his in <laughs> last year. He has shredded the Ravens. He did. He, he has like five hundred yards. Five hundred yards, and like five touchdowns against them. He was unstoppable against the Ravens in both games last year. And the Ravens defense was good. This year it they're was. not. They are. They're not good. And you know, T. Higgins could actually have a monster game this week. He could go off because I think they're gonna they're gonna limit Jamar Chase like they always do. T. Higgins could. I love I love the island of this one. I this might be my lock of the week is the Bengals over the Ravens. I just give me the Bengals a hundred percent. It was such a scary game for me to pick, but I'm I'm still sticking with my gut and going Ravens. Honestly, this was not scary for me to pick. Really I you confident? I, I well, the Bengals' of, defense has not played terrible. It hasn't, but I think no, I think Lamar Jackson can have a three four touchdown game and. Uh, rekindle that MVP hope that he has. But if there's one team that Joe Burrow can walk into knowing that he could potentially rip them apart and have Kansas confidence. City Chiefs. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. No. no. All right, buddy. The Baltimore no. Ravens. <laughs> Hold on. Let me let me look. Before we move on, I just want to make sure I'm correct on this. I just want to look up. Yeah, his... we got a little bit of time. We only got one more game left. So yeah, we have plenty of time. Um, 2021 Joe Burrow. Uh, yeah, he played Baltimore in uh, week. Seven, his first meeting, 23 for 38, 416 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Uh, but, like, that wasn't even the best of it. And then he went there week 15, 37 for 46, 525, four touchdowns. Oh, my God. He dismantled this football team. He's only played him twice ever, right? No, I think he played him the year before unless he was injured. I got to look. Give me one I second. think he played him three times. Uh. He did go against Baltimore once in 2020. That team was uh, so bad, though. Yeah, the, he went. Uh, let me see. Here. It, it, they they got annihilated. It was three to 27 was the final score. 19 for 30, 183 in uh, an interception. Bengals won. No, no, oh. Ravens won. But that was back in his rookie season. No Jamar Chase. Uh, pretty sure T Higgins was injured, but no, no T Higgins wasn't even on the team. Yeah, he wasn't on the team. So no T Higgins, no Jamar Chase. It was basically Tyler Boyd was his wide receiver one. That might have been the season Joe Mixon was hurt as well. I don't remember, but that 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 was the season where he tore his ACL. Oh, this could be an interesting one. We're gonna have to see. Dude, give me give me the Bengals a hundred percent though. Like that's that that's a good island. He ripped him apart. And last that, two meetings. And that, uh, that Baltimore defense has not looked good. It is not no. So uh, we'll move on to the Monday night game now. Raiders at Chiefs. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm easily going Chiefs, you know. Um, you know I'm going Chiefs as well. We know that Josh Jacobs played a really good game last week, but we know the Chiefs' mm-hmm. run run defense is quite literally the best in the league right now. Don't know how long that's going to last because I know that we have some pretty tough running ga- uh, teams yeah. and coming uh and uh, coming to Kansas City at some point. Um, but the Raiders really struggle with 
covering the football when it comes to passing attack. Mm -hmm. And that's how Patrick Mahomes has won against this team the last few times they've met. He has just slandered them And you throw a good run game in there, and I think it's over for the Raiders. And for some reason, I feel like... Patrick Mahomes throws the best deep balls against the Los Angeles or Las Vegas Raiders, mm-hmm. and like he, the last couple times they've met, he's just ripped them apart through the air. Um, this one you're not gonna agree with me on. I'm gonna be a little bit Chiefs hater here. I'm okay. going Raiders. Okay. Uh, I only think this because they they're not a bad team. They're, no, they're, I agree. Their record their record shows uh, shows differently than what they actually are. We all know that. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be a, a very close game. Th- this is one the Chiefs could lose. There's a very good mm-hmm. possibility. I mean, you guys lost to the Colts. There's any, anything's possible right now for you guys. Uh, you are coming off of uh, – you are on your high horses right now, coming off that huge win against Tampa Bay. But the Raiders are also on their high horses, coming off their huge first win of the season. So, uh, for that reason, give me the Raiders. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I'm just more confident <laughs> in the Chiefs. I've – I'm, I'm just going to trust Derek uh, or Mahomes over Derek Carr any day of the week. I'm going to trust our running game more than theirs. And our, our run defense game now has been really strong. So That's respectable. I got to stick know, the case. You know, I, I, I'll go a little bit more into depth in this since we have a little bit more time. I just I, I give me Kansas City for a couple of reasons. A, because the Raiders' passing defense is not that good. We Aside know from that. Nate Hobbs, it's not good. Well, that's that should say enough. The fact that Nate Hobbs is your best cornerback when you like have been drafting corners religiously over the past couple exactly. of seasons should not like should not be something that's noted. And you have in last week the Chiefs' offense, we finally got to see Marquez Valdez Scantling kind of come out of that shell and play the football it's deep, good week which last was week. really refreshing to see. Yep. And so I'm not when I come on this show, Draven. Yeah. I I, I respect that you say like that. I'm going to hate this, but with all due respect, I'm not here to be biased. I'm not biased at all uh, yeah. against the Chiefs. I, when, I, when I'm watching the game, of course I am. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, when I come on these shows and do media, I am never, I am never uh, an unbiased or biased person. So I will say that I, I will pick the Chiefs in this one. Like I said, the only way the Raiders win offensively is they take advantage of matchups. If Hunter Renfro plays, then expect him to have a big day. But if Legereus yeah. needs covered up on Devontae Adams – it's a toss-up. He, in that Packers game last year, he I know Jordan Love was playing, but he still found a way to lock down the best wide receiver in the league last year in Devontae Adams. So if yeah, if the Raiders want to win, they have to abuse our passing defense because it's been subpar. But that offensive point. line, too, the Raiders' offensive line is just abysmal, and we've had like one yeah. of the highest pressure percentages yeah. in the league so far. We have a good defensive line now. It's so refreshing. Or, I mean, it's played good so far, so it's it's really nice to see. If, if Carl Loftus and Clark and... Chris Jones can pressure Derek Carr. I think I don't think there's any shot the Raiders yeah. win. So uh, that is pretty much our our segments of the week. I don't know if we have anything else to say. We can wrap up a little early and let the weekend weekend sports uh, kickoff guys get in here if we don't have anything else to say, which I don't think we do. I think I'm good. I think we covered everything yeah. that was really important this week. Yep, I got yeah, it all up. Going into week five, it's going to be interesting to see where the NFL season goes from here. I've had a lot of fun doing the show and watching the season so far. And we'll come back after next week's Thursday night matchup, who I believe is the Commanders Bears. We said that earlier. Jeez, that's man. gonna be so ugly. Real fun one. But yeah, uh, we will get this get this episode out as soon as we can. And I'm excited to keep doing the show. It's been a lot of fun. So that's gonna leave it. That's gonna be it for the rest of the episode. I'm Keaton Smith. I was alongside Brock Kresge and Draven Bridgman. This has been the whole nine yards week five edition and thank you guys for listening weekend sports kickoff is next